Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on The Fringe FM. 
TheFringe.fm is the network website. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive, top news stories, and all three of my books, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable, G-A-B-L-E, rdgable at yahoo.com. And the social media page is facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. You can also find my personal Facebook account there by searching Ryan Gable, R-Y-A-N-G-A-B-L-E, Ryan Gable on Facebook. Some of you might have noticed the new introduction or the newer introduction. I've always kind of joked around and said we've got the best introduction in all of radio. And I think I can humbly say we've got the best introduction in all of radio. I love the introduction that we have here on the show. And most of that audio is from like 10 years ago when I first made a compilation and a montage to come into the show. It was like a minute and a half, then two minutes, and then it was like three, and now it's, it's about three and a half, almost four minutes now. It, keep, it keep, kind of keeps growing as the years go on. But I was listening to it, and I was thinking, you know, of all the people that I did not consider adding to this audio. I can't believe that I kind of forgot about Jordan Maxwell. So maybe you noticed I slipped Jordan Maxwell's comments on education into that new introduction for The Secret Teachings, which, by the way, airs five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM and will be airing an hour earlier, the new broadcast. Hopefully that will be A better time for most of you to listen, even if you're in a place like the UK. We'll come on just a little bit earlier in the morning. So starting next Monday, the 27th of April, 2020, I believe that's the 27th, the show will come on at 11 p.m. Pacific time and last until 1 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. U.S. Eastern time. But it gets better. After the show, another episode, an older episode of The Secret Teachings will play. So now you're going to get The Secret Teachings a little bit earlier, just an hour earlier, because Lighting the Void here on the Fringe FM, Joe Roop, is cutting his show down to two hours. So my show will come on a little bit earlier. And then after the show's over, 1 a.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. Eastern, then another episode will play. So you get the show a little earlier, and then you you essentially get four hours of The Secret Teachings. And you're going to get that Monday through Friday, plus the replays that are kind of random throughout the day. It's only, it's exclusively on The Fringe FM, The Fringe.fm. Last night was a really, really cumbersome evening. If you had a chance to listen to some of the top radio shows and some of the top radio networks right here on the Fringe FM, Lighting the Void, Joe Roop had Dan Lopez and myself on the show, and we talked a little bit about the changing of of the schedule for a moment. And then we kind of had a conversation that went from, <laughs> I think we went from Hitler's birthday, and then I ranted about World War II history for about 
20 minutes, and I, I probably made Joe upset because we went over break, all the way to, I don't know, it, we got weird because Joe's guest called in and he was confused. It was like, he was like an hour late. But we did that show last night, and before the show, I, like many of you, was listening to Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero. I mean, how can you not listen to Clyde Lewis, number one radio show, talk stream live, paranormal radio app, just crushing and dominating any potential competition. And so Clyde is doing his show last night, and I, I realized that about, about like 10, 15, uh, I lost track of time last night. I, I realized about 10, 15 that Clyde was having David Icke on. So I, I was on a phone call, and I was trying to, make something in the kitchen and I got off the phone and I listened to some of the show and I decided at about an hour and a half into the show, so it's like 1130 here, you know what, I want to call and I want to ask or comment, ask David a question, make a comment. So I pick up the phone, I, I, well, I first I messaged Ron, Clyde's producer, Ron Patton, who also does a show here on the Fringe FM and I, I asked him if I could, you know, give him a call and, and he said the li- some of the lines are open, so I gave him a call. And I said that, you know, I'm going to be on this other show really soon. I don't know if Clyde can take my call. Long story short, I, uh, I, was, I was able to get on for a moment. Clyde was nice enough to squeeze me in at the end of that hour. And I got to speak with David Icke for a moment. We've had him on the show before, but I got to speak with him for a moment. And I asked him sort of, sort of a question, more, more of like an observation to get his take on it. And then they go to break and they come back and I I had to go on lighting the void so I hung up and I'm listening to the, the lighting the void intro in one ear and I'm listening to hopefully David Ike commenting on what I said in in the other ear and I heard just a moment or so and then I was brought in by Joe Roop on lighting the void so I I turned off Clyde Lewis and I downloaded it today and I was listening to it, and I heard what David Icke had to say in response to what I had asked slash commented on. And I I love David Icke. David Icke was one of probably the top five people who really energized me and helped me to become aware of what's going on in the world. I, I would probably credit that to David Icke and Alex Jones and Bill Cooper and then Art Bell's probably like maybe in the top five, but those are the three guys that influenced me the most was Alex Jones, David Icke, and Bill Cooper. And then, of course, you can't forget Jordan Maxwell, who we have on the show quite often. And it's a humbling thing to sit here and talk to you and present prepared shows every night and often have conversations with people that I grew up in a sense, kind of idolizing. And I learned so much from. And then I have an opportunity to talk to them. And I, I know a lot of listeners, a lot of you, because you come over and listen to the secret teachings after Clyde is over, or you switch between Clyde and Joe Roop, and then the secret teachings, you listen afterwards. And you heard the interaction between David and I. And some people said that was a really good question that you asked. Someone posted that to my Facebook page. So that was a good question you asked, David. And so I, get the po- I guess the point I'm trying to make here is 
that was a Damon Ubel who posted that to Facebook. I appreciate the comment, Damon. He said that was a great question you asked David last night on Ground Zero. Uh, the, the point that I'm trying to get at here is, on last night's show, here on The Secret Teachings, I called it Gates to Oblivion, and I, I said I'm divorcing myself from the conspiracy, New Age, paranormal, UFO, weird, wacky communities. If I ever was married to those communities or I gave the impression that I was absolutely invested in one particular community or another, then I gave the wrong impression because I'm not a Republican. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not an atheist, Christian, Muslim, Jew, Buddhist, Hindu. I'm not a believer or a disbeliever in paranormal activity. I'm not a proponent of the New Age movement and the various forms of the New Age movement. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not really an analyzer. I mean, I do analyze things, but all these words have just become so misused, overused, in a lot of cases hijacked and redefined. And so I just want to do my show, and I want to provide you with the most balanced, as I am able to, presentation on the information that I've accumulated for the broadcast. Now, often I don't have every single detail for a show because I have a folder next to me, for example. I pulled it out because of my son and his visit to the doctor recently. And the doctor was telling us that he needs fluoride. And this doctor is, is, a, is a really good doctor. He's a good family doctor. He's always been very open to anything that we have to say about, about, about Fox, and he doesn't force you to vaccinate. He listens to what you have to say, and if you have a reasonable, logical argument, plus, in my case, I brought folders full of evidence and documents and studies, etc., he just says, okay, I respect you as a parent, and even if I disagree, you know, Fox is your son, right? So he's a real doctor, but he was kind of pushing fluoride and confused why I didn't want to give my son fluoride. So what I did is I, I, I have a folder here printed out of all the various studies from Harvard University, even mainline news publications like NBC News and others saying that the federal government is acknowledging there's too much fluoride in water. So I have all that information, but there are literally dozens of other studies and probably hundreds of news articles that I could find in print. Just because I don't mention them on a show doesn't mean that I'm not aware of them, doesn't mean that I'm covering something up, doesn't mean that I'm negligent. It just means that I there's not enough time literally in a segment or in a show to go through every single detail. You write a book about something, like I've written three major books that are now published, my older books are not published, and I've added to them with subsequent updates they're all essentially in edition number two right now. And my book, Occult Arcana, has like doubled from the beginning because there's so much more I want to add to it. 
And my book, The Technological Elixir, has grown by like 30, 40 pages or something since the first edition because there's always something more I want to add to it. And I fall into the trap sometimes of trying to present too much at once, too much information or too many questions. And that's not implying that I'm smart or I know better. It just means that I understand I talk quickly sometimes. I attempt to be articulate, but I'm speaking quickly and I'm presenting a lot of information. And it's not at least my intention to present anything, whether it's health or UFOs or conspiracies or the paranormal, to present anything as absolute. And it's the absolute mindset, which also can be perceived, if, if you don't talk to someone you perceive as having an absolute mindset, if you don't talk to them, you might not understand. For example, me, I know a lot of people think I have a concrete, solid, absolute mindset on something. Or, or, or numerous things, but I, I don't. If you ask me what I think about something, I'll tell you. It's an opinion, but it's an opinion based on fact. It's based on some kind of experience. So it's based on factual information, documents, studies, reports, and then some anecdotal evidence as well. But I'm not going to tell you that this is my opinion and that it's absolute and imply that it's, that it's okay to have an opinion and to say that that opinion is my truth because, no, it's your delusion if it's based on nothing at all. If it's based on assumption and it's based on no information, then it's just, it's a raw opinion and it's totally relative and subjective. But once you base it on experience and information and data and arguably what are considered facts in whatever capacity, then your opinion becomes like raw information. So when people ask me what my opinion is, I present the information that I've, I've come across. And other researchers, of course, do that, and some do it in a much more coherent and articulate way than I do. I'm consistently impressed when I listen to the, the thought processes of people like Jordan Maxwell or Alex Jones or David Icke, th three people along with Jordan Maxwell that really inspired me in my early years. I'm 29 now, and these guys are, are what? They're like at least... 30 years older than I am. Jordan Maxwell is, is like 51 years older than me. It, it, I, but I can sit down and have a conversation with him because he's willing to do that. It, for some people, it's not so much that they, people like Alex Jones, people like David Icke, they have a lot to say, and so they have a presentation they need to present, and that's how they communicate, and that's fine. So when I listened Let's bring this back around full circle. When I listened to what David Icke had to say on Ground Zero last night, I was, I was a little bit disappointed that he misunderstood what I was asking him because I was saying, like, yeah, I, I, I understand that the COVID-19 statistics are manipulated and that they're inflated. I said, I, I understand that fifth-generational technology is devastating to the immune system and it can cause many of the same effects of something like SARS for example and I feel that conversations on biological weapons initially were censored back in late January early February but but now that the president has kind of implied 
perhaps there's wrongdoing by the Chinese. Now there's a State Department investigation and others. There have been cables that came out from the State Department talking about the concerns that officials had over the virology lab, the Wuhan lab in China. And I said, so with all of that, plus these independent studies from Canada, from India, and that includes Dr. Francis Boyle, and it includes the man who discovered HIV, arguably one of the top virologists in the world, and all of them are saying this is artificial, this is a bioweapon. But see, I, I said bioweapon, and then David started talking about how, well, if it was a bioweapon, and I, you know, why would they inflate the statistics? And it's like, I don't have an opportunity to respond back to him in that case. So the point that I'm really trying to drive home is when we talk in absolutes or when we talk in sound bites, it's really difficult to understand the full context. And so when you listen to radio, a lot of radio is, is sound bite information. It's prepared talking points, which is necessary to present and, and, and have, a, have a coherently uh, presented linear format and show with monologues and breaks and coming back from break and all that. So you have to have that. But in order to really understand what's what, what someone's trying to say, you need to listen to everything. So that's why I like what David Icke does, because he gives these long, lengthy presentations and it all makes sense. But sometimes you have to break the link, I think, in that chain because you need to understand like, OK, you're saying that it's not a bioweapon because they're inflating statistics. If that's the argument you're making, I can respect that, and I agree with you, but I don't mean bioweapon as something that was developed and engineered to be released intentionally. Maybe it was accidental. By bioweapon, maybe I should have said it was man-made, but then that might imply to other people it's a biological weapon. See, that's the problem is that it's good to have raw content and a lengthy dissertation on that content to fully grasp what someone is saying, but at the same time, I feel like there needs to be a point where we say, okay, let's slow down for a moment and let's clarify what you're saying, which I know Clyde tried to do that with David last night. And again, I love David Icke. David Icke was one of the major people that influenced me and, and still does influence me. I've got virtually every book he's written. I love David Icke. In fact, he was supposed to come on the show this week. We just haven't confirmed it. So if anybody thought that there was like, there's conflict between people in the industry, I mean, there is conflict, but just because some of us disagree doesn't mean that we don't respect each other. I, I felt that maybe there was a little bit of dismissal on David's part of what I had to say. And hey, maybe that was just because he's constantly attacked and anybody that says, wait a minute, let me ask you a question, he kind of sees that as defensive. I don't know. Again, I still love David Icke. But we need to be able to have all kinds of conversations, both lengthy dissertations, and we need to be able to pause and ask questions. Because if you don't have that, you just have sound bites, it's a lot harder to understand what's going on. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I want to play you some of that david ike response in the next segment and then i would like to talk about our attempt as human beings to subvert death in relationship to disease and technology and all that 
It'll be a pretty interesting show tonight. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this break. And I think Jack from The Messenger of Information will be joining us in the second hour. So that's coming up as well. Stay with us. More after this. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com if you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Do you enjoy the secret teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available t-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. 
so you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, the Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. The Fringe.fm is the network website, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. As you heard during the commercial break, if you stuck around for that, right now if you go to the website, donate $35. You get a one-year subscription to the archive can download and stream unlimited episodes of The Secret Teachings with great guests and timeless subjects. It supports The Secret Teachings, it supports The Fringe FM, and it supports you. And especially right now, it'll give you something a little extra to do if you're still locked down in quarantine, wherever you might be in the world. And if you're not, you get access to literally hundreds, if not thousands upon thousands of radio broadcasts over the years, so many of them just timeless episodes of The Secret Teachings. It's what helps to keep us on air. You'll also get a free book with that subscription. My book, Occult Arcane of Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. You know, as you become an adult mentally, I'm not saying as you get older and you become physically an adult, but as you become an adult mentally, you become more mentally mature. And you start to realize that the world doesn't necessarily work the way that you thought it did. But if you're open and you can perceive reality based on the information that flows to you then and out of you, then you realize that from 24 to 25, your perception changes from 25 to 26, 26, 27, and so on and so forth until you either no longer pay attention to the changes or you, you you die. What I mean by that is our perception of reality is always changing. 
It's changing by the day. It's changing by the year, the decade. And a lot of people don't grow beyond their teenage years. They're the same at 50 and 60 that they were at 15 and 16. Now, that might be an obvious statement to make. But as you grow, hopefully the experiences you've had allow you to grow not just physically, but emotionally and what some might refer to as spiritually, which is now, unfortunately, that terminology has been really, it's not really been hijacked, but it's been, it's been abused and perverted by the co-opting of whatever the hell the New Age community is or identifies as. I, I don't even know what's going on with the New Age community anymore, but there's another thing that that happens when when you when you grow. And I can tell you this from personal experience. When I was in high school, I did not have any idea what radio was like. Most people do not. Even if you like radio, you don't really know what radio is like unless you're in radio. And podcasting, sure, but I'm talking about like in studio live radio which is, I was lucky enough to start out like that. Didn't have to pay any money. It was a volunteer thing. And I've, I've told my backstory before. It's not really the point of this presentation tonight. The point is to get you, hopefully, to help maneuver you into a position so that you can see a level, objective perspective. Now, my perspective is obviously level and objective to my perception, and others might disagree with my perception, and the bottom line is that's okay, and I accept that, and I'm not right necessarily, and you're not wrong necessarily. My purpose is to have a conversation and to observe things. Observation is, in essence, the scientific method. As I observed things as I, as I got older, I never had a filter on what I would say having experienced something, let's say, BTS, behind the scenes. And so I got in a lot of trouble on radio because I had basically social Asperger's. I mean, they did diagnose me with autism, but... I had social Asperger's. I had no filter. I was like Larry David. I would just say like, yeah, I went to this event and I saw these people doing this and that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And, you know, you don't have to believe what I'm saying and it doesn't really matter if, if, if you think that that, you know, is a, is a bad thing or a good thing. But, you know, I see people that are supposed to be respectable members of of some community or, you know, respectable researchers and authors and they can live their lives however they want. But if you're if you're like presenting yourself as like a guru or something and you're presenting information about like genetically modified foods or something like that, and then you're you're eating the very thing that you're saying don't eat, don't do. And I mean, I, I could name so many names. I mean, Jimmy Church is one of them. I got no beef with him now, but I'd hear him talk about genetically modified foods, and then he would be drinking like a Starbucks coffee. I mean, I get it if that's that's your one vice, or if you've got a couple vices, I get it. But I just don't have like, personal tolerance for that. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it 100% absolutely to the best of my ability. 
or at least to the best of the conscious ability that I'm, I'm exerting over or exerting through my actions. Now, I might be able to exert conscious energy in an absolute way, but in doing that, in acquiring information, that information is not necessarily absolute. It's always fluid. It's always flowing. So if I'm gathering information and I give a presentation on something, a lot of times I'm missing probably 99% of the, the information because there's so much I can't get to it all. That doesn't mean I'm covering something up. It doesn't mean I'm working for somebody. I think most of you realize that. As I grew through the radio community, I met many people who I felt were credible, and now I don't think that. And I, many, many people, some of them the same people I thought were respectable, and I don't think that. Some of them I met, I felt those, those, those things about them, and I still feel those things, and I think they're, they're decent, good people. And then others I maybe didn't feel any respect for, and then I met them, and I'm like, I, I can kind of respect this person. And some people, it's just a personality conflict. With others like, you know, David Wilcock and that whole crew, that whole cabal that's collapsing, which I can say maybe I had a finger in, a hand in, which makes me, i got to be honest, it makes me smile. I'm glad that I had a hand in ripping down that, that cabal. And many of you do too because so many people share the kinds of shows we do here on The Secret Teachings, and it just demolishes you know, that, that whole organized fraud, organized criminal enterprise. Point is, I say things that I think, but it doesn't make me right, it doesn't make me wrong, it's just an observation, and that's what this show's about. It's about observation. And often from the outside looking in, you look to people that are authors, that are radio hosts, and you begin to kind of, you know, you identify with them. They become kind of like father figures or, you know, brothers, or there aren't many female radio hosts of this nature, but, and Heather Wade sure as hell is not a, is not a radio host as far as I'm concerned, but <laughs> for those of you who know the history of that and the conflict we had with Dark Matter and L&M, uh, the radio network, but if you if you were to listen, I guess to to a to a female radio host of this nature, then it should be like a mother, right, or a sister. But there's a there's a there's a sense of family. I know I don't get in the Discord chat very often. It's just to be honest with you, it's a little overwhelming. But I get that that's kind of a family thing. And when you get really close and you get really personal. You start to see the inconsistencies and you start to see the the flaws. And when you get really close, you have the ability to ask what a lot of people are feeling and thinking. You can talk to the Jordan Maxwells. I'm very lucky, and I try to be as humble as possible, that I'm in a position because of literally... So many of you who have supported this show, you've bought a book, you've subscribed, and most importantly, more importantly than any kind of financial contribution, you listen to the show every night and you, you give us that collective audience, individually and collectively. That I'm able to sit here 
and, and others like Joe Roop, he's able to sit there and he's able to interview people from all over the world and he wants to have a conversation with them and just kind of talk to them and learn. And that's why I respect Joe because we might not always agree, but there's a mutual understanding, a mutual beneficial relationship for a lot of different reasons and a desire to learn and to grow. And I think that a lot of you as an audience share that with people like Joe, people like myself, and there's no need to really name any of the radio hosts, but a lot of other radio hosts, which I feel likewise the same thing. I mean, I feel that way about other radio hosts being a radio host, but I also know that I have an opportunity to be in a position to ask questions. I can ask the kinds of questions that a lot of you might want to ask or Maybe a lot of people aren't thinking, and because of the confirmation bias that is so strong with any belief system or ideology, we don't ask questions because what someone, what an individual is saying is just confirming our bias, so why ask the question? Why would we bother ourselves with with attempting to dismantle our confirmed belief that makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside because other people, you know, that, that we identify with or they identify with us, they make us feel like we're part of a family. And so I know that if I sit here, that most of you listening are emotionally and mentally mature enough to understand when I'm being sarcastic, to understand a joke and to also understand when I'm being serious, but even when I'm being serious, it doesn't necessarily mean I absolutely believe what I'm saying. Not because I'm talking out of my backside, but because I'm just, I guess you could sum this show up by saying, I just sit here and, 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 and think aloud. I mean, I have no notes tonight. I'm just talking to you. So, I have the opportunity to ask the kinds of questions that a lot of people might not be able to ask, or maybe you're too scared to ask, or maybe you feel like you would be steamrolled by big names. Maybe it, you, you're afraid to call into this show. I've had a lot of people over the years say they're they're terrified of me, but they like me. <laughs> I always thought that was weird. It's like, what, I, I do a radio show, and then I go sit, in you know my shorts and I and a t-shirt and I read a book or I take a walk and I I play Fallout. I go to a hockey game and I, you know I, I when I go to Florida I go hang out on the beach and you know I get a salad I make I make dinner every night I'm just a regular person just like you so you get rid of that mysterious kind of celebrity and I hope that no one sees me as a celebrity because that is just that's creepy to me. Uh, <laughs> I do I don't want to be a that I just want to be this this kind of a familiar voice and a person that you can rely on and, and with that comes a great responsibility to ask questions that are maybe uncomfortable and to disagree which is a good thing if we don't disagree we're not going to get anywhere if we don't disagree or question each other not in a negative way like listen here you idiot I mean I might say that sometimes hyperbolically but if we don't do that, we're not going to get anywhere. And so I, as much as I love David Icke, I was, I was a little bit 
not a lot, like maybe just a teeny tiny bit. I, I don't even know what the word would be. I was just a little bit disappointed that, and maybe I didn't express myself correct when I asked him the question last night, or I did kind of cram like 15 points into a 45-second insinuation slash question slash observation slash comment, but I think he kind of misunderstood what I said. So I just want to play that for you. This is Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero coming back from break. I'll ask David Ike a question, and then it goes to break and comes right back with David David's answer. And since David has not, not because of last night, but just in general, he's been so busy, can't imagine what what his schedule's got to be like, and plus all the negative publicity, which rightfully so, he's got to be you know somewhat defensive. I, I get it. I'm I'm defensive sometimes. I want to play this because a lot of you, I'm sure, listened to the show last night. You listen to Ground Zero, then you listen to the Secret Teachings, and so I, w- I want to play this because I want you to hear like what I said, and I want to I want to play this, you know, because I didn't hear this whole thing. I just downloaded it. I haven't listened to it till right now. I don't know. I'm going to play this kind of in real time, and I'm going to comment on what David says, so that you can see that it's not like me being right and David being wrong, or me being wrong and David being right, or you know, Clyde being right and me being right and David's wrong or Clyde's right and David's right and I'm wrong. It's like, it's it's not about right or wrong. It's about having a conversation. And if you're passionate about what you feel, that's great. But there needs to be time for dialogue. And since I haven't been able to acquire David for this show again, even though he's supposed to come on at the end of this week, he's just busy. I wanted to kind of address this tonight. And then in the second hour tonight, I'll have in the probably the final segment, I'll have Jack from the Messenger of Information website joining us for a quick segment. And in the next hour, we're also going to talk about the subversion of... And in the next hour, we're going to talk about the subverting of death and kind of how that relates to our acquisition of information. So here is the broadcast last night, the question I asked, and then David's response. David Icke is with us right now on Ground Zero. Ryan Gable from New York wants to get a quick question to David. He's going to be doing a show, so he wants to get in quick. Ryan, go ahead. You're on with David Icke. Hey, Clyde. Hey, David. Nice to speak with you again. We've spoken on my show, The Secret Teachings, before. Uh, okay. Take 30, 30 seconds or so to, to get this out. I, I agree with you. The tests were initially faulty. The stats, the charts, the graphs, just like climate change, it's malleable. The deaths of COVID-19, you know, that that anybody who dies of anything, a car wreck even, is basically COVID-19. But I think that there's a a little bit of a correlation fallacy in relation to the virus not existing. And I just want to mention that you had talked about bioweapons and an accidental release as as not being censored as heavily as 5G and COVID-19 and exosomes. But near the beginning of this, a lot of people were talking about, including myself, about biological weapons from an Indian study, Canadian studies, Dr. Francis Boyle, and now even the man who discovered HIV. And all that's been censored since January as well. And obviously 5G can cause problems like immunosuppression, respiratory distress, etc. But one thing I learned, David, was that in 2003, when we had the SARS outbreak in China, 
There, there was no 5G, obviously, but the Chinese government covered it up, and their main talking point was that there was no virus. And, and that's very similar to what a man in 1824 named Charles McLean said about uh, different kinds of diseases in, in New York when they had quarantines for cholera and things like that. He said viruses didn't exist. I just think that I, I think a lot of this content is psychological warfare, and I think Either way, you can agree, uh, Clyde can agree, and a lot of listeners can agree uh, that ultimately it's the quote-unquote solution to this problem that matters most right now. And, and, and there certainly are plans, but I think ultimately this is an exploitation of a good crisis, and the cover-up of biological death science research to me still seems most plausible. And I think it also agrees with a lot of what you're saying. I just feel that even with Dr. Kaufman and others, a lot of that maybe kind of goes into the communist Chinese talking points a little bit. Could you speak to that? Can you? Okay, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, okay, so that's what I asked last night to David Icke, uh, and then they go to break and come back, and then David has a response, and I haven't really heard the whole response because I was on radio all night last night right after this. Let's play the response and see what David said so we can see the behind-the-scenes, in a sense, of presentations and information and, and people that are kind of like, in some respects, you know, godlike. I'm not saying that about David. I'm saying that about, you know, you listen to someone on radio, it's like, you know, who is this person? They bec- they're famous, you know, they're all over the news. Like, you know, people call in and thank Alex Jones all the time or, you know, they'll thank Clyde or people will message me and thank me and, and that's that's great but the point is we're all exactly the same we're all on the same level we might have different skills and talents but we're all exactly the same i'm just like you you're just like me we're just like david and i know david david believes that and, and and feels that way but i don't want and i hope that all of you listening understand what i'm getting at here i i don't want people to think that it's like Ryan's perspective versus David Icke's perspective versus Clyde's perspective versus, you know, my friend Jack or my friend Mike, our co-hosts here on The Secret Teachings versus their person. We're not versing anybody. So anyway, here is the answer to my question slash observation by David Icke. And again, I love David Icke. And I, I wish he would have, um, you know, gotten back to us about coming on the show this week. So we'll have to kind of talk about it this way. There's no conflict or anybody versus anybody. There's room for debate. And as a listener, I know because I'm a listener too, don't take what I say or what David says or what anybody says as being absolute, even if you can feel the passion and the belief in someone like myself or someone like David or someone like Clyde. We're just here as researchers and presenters of that information. And we're doing it. We're pulling out all the stops tonight. David Icke, welcome back to Ground Zero. We're glad to have you on the program. So if you can respond to what uh, Ryan was saying, and then, of course, we'll ask you some more questions. So go ahead, David. Thank you for being on the program. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll respond to Ryan in a second. I have a lot to say about that. Okay. But I just want to make one thing clear, because... It's one thing to be misrepresented by the mainstream media. You expect that. But to be misrepresented by um, sections of the uh, alternative media, as it calls itself, 
is um, is a little bit sickening, really. And uh, this interview that I did. See, I'm not sure if David was referring to me or if he was talking in general in relation to alternative media. But I want to make very clear, this is not an alternative media radio show. This is more like a presentation that is done through the medium and the art of radio. I'm, I'm not alternative media. I, I don't go file reports. I don't go out and do investigations necessarily sometimes. I'm here as, as, as an observer. And then I'm just presenting to you what I've observed and what I've studied. So I don't know if David was referring to that as like alternative media, but I, I, I do understand what he's saying. You know, it, it, it is sick. And that was my point last night. I'm divorcing myself from this whole conspiracy, new age, paranormal, alternative media community. I feel the same way David does because so much of this stuff is misrepresented. Uh, which was two and a half hours, um, which was uh, banned by uh, YouTube, banned by Vimeo deleted by Facebook when it already had a million views on Facebook, um, was not saying the virus is caused by 5G. Uh, you will have perhaps noticed that so far this evening. Yeah, and if you listen to David Icke's talk on Ground Zero last night, he, he didn't say that. And if you listen to his videos, he didn't say that. And I hope that I didn't come off as implying that's what he meant. I was just referring to the subject of 5G as causing immunosuppression and 5G not existing in 2003 and the denial of the virus that comes in so many different forums. I just find it interesting that one of the major talking points today, regardless of what form it comes in, is that the virus doesn't exist. And that just happened to be a talking point of the communist Chinese in 2003 with SARS-2. Again, maybe I misspoke or didn't present it. But see, here's the problem. When you listen to this, and even if we were able to get David on the show this week, he, he had agreed and then we just never set up a time. Too many listeners look at what people like myself or David are saying, and they see it as like these two conflicting uh, you know, community perspectives and points of view. It's like, to me, it, it's not that. I'm not trying to fight or have conflict with people. And I don't think David is either. I just think he misunderstood what I said, but I want to make clear that's not at all what I meant. And so there are people that say that, that, that I, I, I don't know. Let's just listen to what he said. Because of the effect that it has on the human body. And I agree with that. A lot of people understand that and agree with that too. But the whole thrust, apart from a small section, relatively small section about 5G in that interview, was that there's no evidence that, COVID-19 exists. That's where I disagree, and I wish that he would have or I would have made it more clear that I want to know about the independent reports out of major universities that have been censored from the beginning that kind of, because of the genetic sequencing of the virus, supposedly, show that there were artificial inserts of other viruses and that this was man-made. David really didn't answer that, but no. maybe I didn't make it that you know clear. One other video was deleted by YouTube and all the rest a few days after that interview. And it was an interview that uh, my son Jamie did with um, Andrew Kaufman, the New York State uh, doctor. By the way, Kaufman, I watched the video about the exosomes and all that, and they're using evidence from the Chinese 
which couldn't be trusted in 2003 or in 2020, cannot be trusted, in order to solidify the, the perspective of the, the, the mainstream narrative is false, which I agree, it's false. It's psychological warfare. It's the exploitation of a crisis, manufactured or otherwise. But I don't see how we can trust the communist Chinese to give us any accurate information at all. And yet that's where, from my understanding, where a lot of this initial... I mean, David did explain that at the beginning of the Ground Zero show when he came on in some of his presentations. I just And there's something about Kaufman. I look at that guy, there's something... I don't know, there's something off about him. For me, that's my perspective. That's just totally and absolutely my personal view. It's not based on fact. It's just I look at him and I just something about him. My intuition says, I don't know if I trust not the guy or his credentials, but I don't trust the connections he's making. That's just my opinion, though. Who has um, done some brilliant research on this. And the common theme between the two interviews that were deleted was not 5G. 5G wasn't mentioned once in the Kaufman interview. I agree. It wasn't mentioned in the Kaufman interview. And that's not what I was asking David to clarify for those of you who might have heard this last night on the Ground Zero. The common theme between the two was that where's the evidence that COVID-19 exists? Right. And I brought that up in my question. I wanted to know what about these other independent studies which have been censored from the beginning. And the fact that David will say here in a moment, it's becoming mainstream news, the biological weapon angle. I get what he's saying. However, that content is still being censored because you're not allowed to post that stuff on social media. There's a lot of circumstantial, anecdotal, and correlation evidences and fallacies that I think are being used unintentionally here by a lot of researchers. So let's um, look at what Ryan said about a bioweapon. When you're, when you're trying to do proper journalism and something breaks, something happens, what you do is you look at all the possibilities. And I saw the stuff by um, Francis Boyle. I've seen all the the, the uh, stories about bioweapons out of a level four bio lab in Wuhan. Um, and I looked at it and um, I looked at it dispassionately. I just want to know what's going on. And I heard that the Chinese were covering up millions of dead people. Okay. Um, and then what killed them came to the West, right? Yeah. So where are the dead people? Why do you have to fix the figures on such a monumental scale and give financial incentives to fix the figures if you've got a bioweapon? Now, see, this is the part that I think is just a misunderstanding because a biological weapon just implies that it was manufactured, a biological agent that was manufactured as a weapon. It could be a weapon to deliver something highly contagious that doesn't kill, but it creates the environment for something worse, or it creates an environment where a certain kind of person will die as a result, someone with a certain kind of genetic or some kind of you know health condition, 
or a biological weapon created could also be, if it was man-made, leaked from a laboratory. And then you don't want a good crisis to go to waste, so you exploit the numbers. No one talks about, or maybe one or two people talk about, influenza in general being biologically weaponized, and yet those numbers are inflated. So there's that angle to look at, too. We have influenza, tens of thousands die every year, and we don't see the bodies for that. 60, 80,000 people die a year on average in the U.S. from influenza. Do we see the dead bodies from that? You know, 600,000 people die of heart disease, 400,000 die of smoking, 900,000 die of relatively preventable deaths, and and millions more suffer. We don't see the bodies piled up. So that, to me, is just kind of, and I I love David. I just, I hope that it wasn't kind of like a jab at me. It's like, well, the way proper do, do the way to do proper research, like I, I know how to do proper research. And I know I'm just having a conversation kind of by myself here, but I, I couldn't get David to come back on the show. We couldn't confirm. So I wanted to do this broadcast this evening and just talk a little bit about this with his, with his response to what we talked about last night on the show on ground zero. Um, and so, uh, when you, um, you, you, you ask that question, where do you go? And, you know, Ryan said, oh, you know, it was all covered up. Hold on a minute. The, um, the story that it came out of a, uh, uh, this bio lab in, in Wuhan is now becoming mainstream. Yes, and see, that's what the problem is here. Initially, it was completely obscured. We were talking about the virus here on this show like early January when mainstream media wasn't even covering it. And I remember my friend Jack and I were talking and he said, what do you think about this whole thing? And I said, well, I I think the fact that mainstream media really isn't covering it that much is proof that it's probably real. Because we heard about it from December for weeks and weeks and weeks back into November that this was going on in China. And the mainstream media barely touched on it once or twice. And David's right. Now it's mainstream media. So to me that's not proof of 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 the fact that it's you know not a biological way. I don't know why we're having these debates and these arguments. I, I just maybe I didn't ask the question to David coherently. I just want to know like why is it that we see people denying the virus today and why is it we saw people denying the virus in 2003? Why is it we saw people denying epidemics and plagues in 1824? It's the same human psychology. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing to think about. I, I think Clyde got my point. I think David kind of missed it. It's becoming a mainstream narrative, for goodness sake. Now, what is a level four biolab? It's the highest level of containment, right? It gets its designation because of the lethal nature of the stuff they work with there, creating bioweapons and stuff. Um, and there are bioweapon um, laboratories all over America, uh, level four, and other parts of the um, world. And I have no problem with their existence. I have no problem with the existence of lethal bioweapons. But if one was released, where is or where are the dead people? That's the problem I have with that argument. And that's, 
I just think the argument's a little bit off. Where are the dead people? Uh, you know, how many people died last year of the flu? Where are the dead people? How many people died today from heart disease? About 1,620, I think, is the average number, 1,600. Where are those dead bodies? Where are the So if you're going to use that as evidence, like where are the dead bodies, to me that's it's kind of like anecdotal evidence. That's just not, I mean, I get the point that David's making. I just don't see that as conclusive evidence of anything. And that's why I want to be able to have a debate about this, but we all do research differently. And as a result of that, it's difficult to have conversations when you have different types of presenters and, and, and some people that talk in sound bites and some people that talk in presentations, which I love with, with David Icke. And, and, I, and I love Clyde Lewis and how his thought process works. And I, I just want to make it very clear if it hasn't been made clear tonight that if you heard that last night on Ground Zero, I, I, I'm not like in a conflict of belief with with anybody. The only people that I don't agree with are the people that outright say, you know, viruses don't exist or Bill Gates is trying to put microchips in your brain. Like, I agree with David Icke. I'm, I'm done with the conspiracy, new age, paranormal community. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. I, I want to be, and I attempt to be objective. I want to have conversation. I want to observe things. And sometimes it's just kind of hard with some people because we just, we think similarly, but we 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 present things in a different way. And I and I think Clyde got my point last night, and David talks so much it's hard to kind of kind of control the conversation, just like with Jordan Maxwell. But you know, guess what? At the end of the day, I I, I still love Jordan Maxwell. I still love David Ike, and you know, I disagree with Alex Jones and a lot of things, but I still love Alex Jones. And along with Bill Cooper, those were four guys that really inspired me to do what I do. I just want to make that. Abundantly clear. You get close enough to be able to ask those kinds of questions and know people personally, and it's just, it's not so, it's not so cinematic, it's not so Hollywood. It's just like people that have their opinions and their views and their perspectives and their information, their research, and I'm willing to listen to all of it, because for the most part, I agree with everything David just said. I just have a different perspective. Where are the bodies? What were the bodies of car wrecks and heart disease and the flu and all these other things that happen every day hundreds thousands every single day in the united states and around the world where are those dead bodies you know a bioweapon can be accidentally released and a a situation can be exploited it doesn't mean that a bioweapon means everybody's going to die i mean if you were trying to engineer a bioweapon to kill a bunch of people you wouldn't use a coronavirus you'd probably use something like smallpox or try to aerosolize and weaponize Ebola. So I agree with David. That argument doesn't make any sense that it's a bioweapon intentionally released. I think it was accidentally released or leaked because the Chinese have, you know, no concern for any kind of regulatory policies. I just want to know about that. I want to know about the respectable scientists who disagree with the mainstream and yet are saying sort of what the mainstream is saying, but they were saying it way before the mainstream. And now the story's picked up. A lot of things become mainstream after a while. I I just don't agree with that argument. Anyway, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going to move past this in the second hour. Short segment coming up. Then Jack from Messenger of Information joins us. Messengerof.info. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If you donate $35 at thesecretteachings.info through PayPal, 
or use rdgable at yahoo.com. You get a free copy of one of my books with what you're paying for, a one-year subscription to the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. More after this. Don't go anywhere. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Do you enjoy the secret teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available t-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex Exum. 
and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rggable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.com. Info. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, the Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at the Fringe FM. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. TheSecretTeachings.info is the website. TheFringe.fm is the network website. And our email to contact us is rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, facebook.com forward slash TheSecretTeachings. My whole point in the first hour of tonight's broadcast, I played a little bit of the Ground Zero show last night. With David Icke, we were talking just briefly, like I spent about a minute 15 asking my question to David, and I, I, I try to be I, I, I try to be short-winded, but I, I tend to be long-winded. But David answered, you know, part of my question and played a little bit of that. And my point was in the first segment and the second segment tonight, the first hour, don't listen to what I say. And we'll use just me as an example. Don't listen to what I say or anybody as absolute. And it's okay to have debate and it's okay to disagree with people. It doesn't mean people are at conflict with each other. Uh, I personally would like to have David Icke back on this show. And uh, I'd like to be able to have more of a discussion rather than a presentation. But if that's what David wants to do is make presentations, then that's perfectly fine. I, I, I'll listen to them because I love listening to David Icke. I love his demeanor and I love his presentation. I'll listen to him. Even if we disagree, it's okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about tonight, though, is when you think about the people that have died or are dying of everything from, let's say, COVID-19 to car wrecks to shark attacks, etc. There's kind of this idea that we should preserve all human life. And individually, you know, as an individual, I, I would like to preserve my life, you know, most days. I'm sure most of you would likewise like to preserve your life and you'd like to increase the 
current state of your life so that you're able to maybe live a, a better life. You know, you want nicer things or, you know, you, 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 you want to purchase things that you like. You want to, you know, better your overall quality of life. If you listen to a virologist or an epidemiologist or an immunologist or someone who studies disease and things like that, you know, their job is to prevent the spreading of primarily by understanding and studying past events to stop the spreading of, of a disease or, you know, whatever it might be. A, could be something like a bacterial infection, a viral infection, etc. And their job is to stop it. So just from your basic, everyday, average student of, of virology or, you know, bacteriology, their job to be successful is to isolate, identify, study, and then hopefully prevent the next epidemic or pandemic or whatever it might be if it's localized or if it's global. So their goal is to stop it from happening. Realistically, can you really stop a global pandemic? Can you really stop the spreading of a very virulent disease, of, of an infection? Of, of uh, Can you really stop it entirely? No. But to someone who studies it and who has a career built on it, their job is to find a way to do that because that's, that's the ultimate end game of someone who is in that field. You want to stop that outbreak. And okay, not only is that admirable, but that's, that's a necessary field of study. It's a necessary job. Now, beyond that, you have clearly, you know, the ability to utilize powerful positions in healthcare in order to advance individual and, and sometimes individually collective agendas. But that's not really relevant to the individual who has no agenda except I want to learn about viruses you know, I want to work at a laboratory, some university. I want to work at a national lab. I want to work at the CDC or something. I want to work somewhere like that. And I, my job is to, to, to learn about things, maybe discover something new, and then prevent the next outbreak. And your job is to prevent it from happening. But ultimately, it happens, and it's your research, and it's the stuff that you've learned in, in the past and history that hopefully allows you and the collective community made up of individual components to stop the spread of something that would be otherwise devastating. So if we had an outbreak of plague today, there have been cases in Mongolia, there have been cases where squirrels have been found in in the United States on the West Coast up in Portland that have plague, but plague is treatable now. And it's because of scientific advancements and medical knowledge and, and just a basic understanding of biology uh, and, and, and bacteria and, th- and viruses and things like that these things have been combated. So you you don't get a spreading of plague in the same way. And as much as I am an absolute, for the most part, uh, opponent of vaccinations, there is leeway in my my brain in order to, you know, acknowledge that, hey, in the case of something like smallpox, 300 million people died in the 20th century estimated from smallpox, highly, highly contagious, with an extremely high death rate, and I'm sure that most of you have never seen a dead body from smallpox or minor Ebola outbreaks, or maybe you've heard of someone who has polio. 
if let's say smallpox was spreading again today, there are ways to stop it. And vaccines certainly were one of the ways that smallpox was somewhat eradicated. Now, the Soviet Union and the United States later, and, and other laboratories around the world, but the U.S. and the Soviet Union, big superpowers, were experimenting with smallpox and later agreed to destroy their samples. But they wanted to turn something natural into a more powerful biological weapon, and they also wanted to use that research to find a way to protect themselves if the other country had released it. But if you had something like smallpox that was spreading, we can kind of stop smallpox today. Although vaccines are not the end all, because even the vaccine argument that vaccines will work temporarily, they then tell you, well, over time, people become less, you know, less immune because the vaccine wears off. So then the vaccine argument really only functions if you constantly are getting vaccinated every generation. And maybe some people want to make that argument and it can it can stand valid, you know, on its one broken leg for a moment before collapsing. But these are the kinds of things that whether it's smallpox or plague or it's, or it's Ebola, the, the primary reason that, that we won't have Ebola outbreaks in the United States unless it was aerosolized and you know people were breathing it in is because you can only really contract Ebola through bodily fluids. You can only really contract certain diseases in the same way, so the reason that there are outbreaks in Africa are because of societal practices. And there's no cure for Ebola. There's no vaccine for Ebola. There's no drug for Ebola. Your organs will liquefy, blood comes out your, your pores, and you die. Looks like an excruciating, horrifying death. But if you had, like, let's say, an outbreak of Ebola, and, uh, you know, w- whatever the source of that outbreak was, you, you'd, one, have people saying that it wasn't real, it didn't, ex- it didn't exist, and, 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 two, you'd have, you know, if you had a huge outbreak of this, there would be discussions on a way to combat it but there's never been a vaccine developed for to prevent hiv or to prevent a lot of different highly highly deadly diseases they are just a part of life if you try to eliminate bacteria and you try to eliminate viruses you don't really play God. You, you play the part of the devil because you are eradicating the natural hierarchy of ecology. So to think that we can simply eradicate viruses by physically invasive means or bacteria or any kind of sickness is kind of missing the point because... The point of nature is that these are things that are here for a reason. And if we understand that the primary factor in the elimination of several types of diseases over the last hundred years, progressing over the last hundred years to where we are now, is hygiene and better hygiene, then a large portion of the argument that drugs and vaccines do all the good things that stop these diseases from spreading becomes less relevant. 
And we realize because of societal changes and cultural changes and changes to hygienic practices, that's why we don't have as much disease. But then you still see those diseases emerging, including everything from the plague to typhus to, I mean, they've got cases of leprosy in California. There are cases of plague in California. And, and where is this coming from? It's coming from places that are filthy and dirty with sewage in the street. So it's the same kind of thing that was happening in the early 20th century. Point is, hygiene is a primary driving factor. Societal and cultural traditions and, and, and practices are a primary driving factor. All the other stuff, vaccines, medicine, we can talk about that, but that's not as relevant. The primary point, though, is if you attempt to eradicate all of these things based on the misguided judgment that this will make the world a better place, it just creates a vacuum. And when you remove, like, what is that game of, is it Jenga? You remove one of the middle pieces. It's like, well, let's get rid of viruses. Let's get rid of bacteria. We can stop this from ever happening again. You do two things. You give unlimited power to authorities at any point in history to wage absolute terror on the general public and to have absolute control of everything the public does, eats, sees, is entertained with, is allowed to participate in, everything that they think. You control their lives. It gives autocrats an excuse to justify their tyrannical behavior. Two, it pulls out one of those pieces in the Jenga game, and then the whole thing eventually collapses. That's why genetically engineered foods, genetically engineered animals, human-animal chimera hybrids, and, and, and let's just be quite frank, effing with nature, I'm not talking about driving your car down the street, I'm talking about genetically engineering, messing with the genetics of nature, when you do that, it causes problems, it causes conflict. So if you think that, well, we should get rid of all viruses and all bacteria, we can prevent this with this, we, we can't have any more deaths of these things, we're still trying to subvert death today like we were 100, 200, 500 years ago, whether it's an elixir of life or it's some form of spiritual alchemical transmutation. It, it forms this this ideological perspective that we can we can live a healthy life indefinitely, but that's, that's not reality. And, and so we look to various forms of vicarious atonement uh, by religion or a lot of people by aliens now. But we are the saviors of ourself, and, and we are going to die. You are going to die. The problem with that is I can acknowledge it, but the, I'm not an atheist. I'm not negative. I'm not a doomsday-sayer. But often when you say we are going to die, that idea... People feel hopeless. They think life is pointless. It's usually an atheistic point of view. We look to technology, what I call the technological elixir, the name of my, my, one of my books. And, and we generally view the world as having no spirit, no purpose, no point. But there's another way to look at that. We're going to die. So let's acknowledge the animating spirit and let's do something with our time. Let's create something. Let's build something. Let's leave something for our children. If we acknowledge that there's spirit and that there's purpose in dying, and I don't mean justifying eugenics through elitist classes that feel that they are superior to you and I, but 
understanding that it, it's okay to die, and we're all going to die someday. And it's misplaced judgment, I feel, my opinion, to want to even think, and I think it's irresponsible to, to consider that we should just eliminate you know, all diseases and all suffering. And all. If you delete all of that, which you'll never be able to do anyway, nature finds a way like grass growing up through the cracks in a sidewalk or in a parking lot. If you do all that, the whole thing's going to come crumbling down. So we need to learn to live in harmony. That doesn't mean living in filth and sewage and, you know, contracting plague or, you know, typhus or smallpox or polio or something like that. I'm not talking about that. That's just absolutely asinine. What I'm saying is acknowledge that there are better practices societally, medically, and culturally. Those can make dramatic changes. Those can increase the quality of life. But like anything, you can eat too much of something and feel sick, and we can do too much of a good thing and without balance, things collapse and fall apart. We are going to die, but rather than seeing that as an atheistic thing and looking for the technological elixir to save us from everything, let's acknowledge the animating spirit and do something with our time. I know that that's probably what a lot of you listen to shows like this and others on the Fringe FM and other networks because you want to hear someone who is animated. You're animated, and you want to think along with what that person is saying, how can we change things? How can we better ourselves? Etc., etc. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. My good friend and co-host Jack will be joining us here in a moment after break. A short break, so don't go anywhere. TheSecretTeachings.info is the website. That's www.TheSecretTeachings.info. $35 right now through PayPal gets you a one-year subscription and a free book. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Check it out at thesecretteachings.info. Email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com If you're interested in all things that include the occult, 
from witchcraft to voodoo and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Do you enjoy The Secret Teachings? You now have an opportunity to help inform others while supporting the program by purchasing our newly available t-shirts for men, women, or whatever else you identify as, even a purple penguin. Whether you spark conversation with the Secret Teachings t-shirt or you want to decorate your safe space with an awesome poster, we have what you want at thesecretteachings.info. For any questions, contact Ryan Gable by email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fringe FM. Alex X. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Some young people in America who do have a good mind and are actually seeing what's going on and doing something about it. And that's why I'd be delighted to come on your show anytime. You call me and I'll be there. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. I'm 
I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM, where you can find us five nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And starting next Monday, I believe the 27th, The Secret Teachings will be airing an hour earlier, along with Lighting the Void, reduced to two hours. The Secret Teachings comes on next week, Monday through Friday, Every week after that, at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern for two hours. And then after that, you'll hear a rebroadcast of an older episode. So the show comes on a little earlier, makes it a little bit easier for some people to listen. And you'll get another two hours of The Secret Teachings after that, an older broadcast right here on The Fringe FM. The Fringe.fm is the network website. Check it out. Check us out on TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app and others, all that information is on our website. Again, I'm Ryan Gable, and tonight in this final segment, we've got roughly 20 minutes or so. I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. Just a few minutes, Jack. What's on your mind, buddy? Just calling in to say hello. Good to know that you're moving up in the world. Back-to-back episodes, huh? I'm, I'm moving up in the world. Is that, was that the Jeffersons? Moving on yep. up. That's right. To an earlier time right <laughs> here on the Fringe FM. Don't give up your broadcasting job, no, buddy. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You can sing, though. But I, I can't sing, I can although sing. my voice is a little uh, scratchy today. I think I've got uh, some potential springtime allergies going or something. Uh, or I might have the virus, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm... I am panicking, actually. Apparently, the virus can travel through microphones. So <laughs> yes, I've, it can. I've got a mask on right now. I don't want you to get me infected with that. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of masks, I read an article today from 2015. You could type this in, NCBI, the U.S. National Library of Medicine. A cluster randomized trial of cloth masks compared with medical masks in healthcare workers. And they conclude in this study that penetration of cloth masks by particles was almost 97% of a cloth mask can be penetrated by particles that can make you sick. Medical masks, it was 44%. So basically the masks that people are wearing to prevent themselves from getting sick or prevent other people from getting sick, it's basically useless. So penetration is not always good then, huh? It's it's not always good, (laughs) no. Especially when you can get a disease. You got to practice safe breathing. Well, I just had some some thoughts. Uh, if you don't have a specific topic that you want to touch on, the last fifteen well, twenty I, minutes here, but I wanted to just know kind what, of an overview of things. What what I, I wanted to know what you thought about last night. I played some of it in the first hour with David Ike. Specifically, what? Just the the nature of. I mean, when I asked that question to him, was I not clear or did I just say too much? And he kind of went off like I understand he's probably he's probably very defensive because he's being attacked by everybody. But I, I love David. Icke. I respect David. Icke. I, I know a lot of people just felt like, well, Ryan, now he's he's got a conflict with David. Icke. It's like, no, no. I, I love David. Icke. I just I love David. Icke. didn't and, get to talk uh, to him. I followed all of his work. Uh, there's a couple things, you know, yeah, your, your question was a little long winded candidly. I didn't, I thought I knew where you were going with it at first, but then you threw in a lot of information and maybe he just didn't, um, 
interpret it properly. And, and again, you not being there to, to ask a follow-up question or clarify something uh, because it went to to break right after your your question was not beneficial at all. So I I think you know he it was about two o'clock in the morning his time I believe uh, if not even somewhere around in there with the, with the time difference. He, he was pretty fired up last night, but uh, I don't look at him as being all that defensive. Um, I wish he would have given a better answer or you would have been on there to, to ask a follow-up question or, or comment or clarify, but that's not what happened. So it was a good platform for him to get information out on Clyde's show, so I'm happy about that. Um, yes, I, I do have two other thoughts about that, which which we've discussed previously. One is I wish that he would give more specific ideas to people as to what they can do to help. He has always kept that pretty general and vague. But I understand where he's coming from on that. Um, it's all within our own powers to do what we think is right to help this cause. Uh, but I would also like to hear him once in a while say that, gee, uh, I wasn't aware of that or, or gee, I, you know, I'm, I may not be 100% correct on this. I've never heard him say that. But again, I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against him. But it would be nice um, if he, he did say those words from time to time. But above and beyond that, I'm 99.9% .9 behind the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm with you too, Jack, and I'm with David Icke, and I agree the only reason I brought it up tonight was because I know a lot of listeners heard it and, and some people were kind of confused and people take sides and it's just kind of weird. Like, I'm not on a side here. I agree with David Icke. I don't like this alternative media community eating each other. And I yeah. I hope that's not how he perceived it. But I, I agree. In fact, last night on the show, I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm divorcing myself from this whole community because I just can't take the clickbait conspiracy crap anymore. So yeah. I, I'm in agreement with him. That's, that's yeah. why I brought it up. He, he even uh, said he was flustered last night a little bit about, about some of this stuff. And and I think he, and that might've kind of played into his, his response with what you said. Um, and, but at any rate, the way my overview on this is for what it's worth, my observation when I just step back and I, I look at things a lot differently. I have a very analytical mind. I'm a deep thinker. And there are some things to me that are extremely frustrating about this whole situation. I look at the this whole situation as total chaos. I am deeming it a runaway train cluster F. I won't say the word. And that's that's the way I'm looking at it. Um, you know, there's so much speculation. There's so many angles to this thing that it's very convoluted and I even just stop and question, you know, how does speculation, all of this speculation, trying to figure this out, how, how does that really help anything? Um, you know, we're trying to disseminate information that we feel is more truthful, but we have no way to confirm anything. So I just encourage people and I hope you know, you, you had referenced that uh, this is kind of like amateur hour, people hopping on the I'm awakened train. But I think it's so crucial right now that all human beings use common sense, use critical thinking, use logic, use unbiased an analysis 
and their own intuition to try to discern what is more truthful and get a as accurate a picture of as to what is really going on as possible. I'm in agreement with you, Jack. I think that that is the only way that we can find a coherent and a more accurate, more quote-unquote truthful understanding and perspective on any particular, any given situation. However, a lot of people are not objective, and yet they say, you need to be more objective, and it's based on their opinions and confirmation bias of what they believe, which is why right. when I sit here or you sit here and you know we, you and I disagree with quite a bit of stuff pertaining to the quote-unquote global pandemic, but we can still have a conversation. And I imagine that if David was on the show, we could probably have a conversation and smooth out those inconsistencies and we'd be on the same page. That's what I want and that's what I attempt to do as opposed to listening to someone say, well, I don't really agree with what you're saying, so I'm just going to you know, tune you out because it doesn't confirm my bias. That doesn't get us anywhere. Yeah. This is so helpful to, to the dark ones that are conducting this PSYOP against all of humanity. Uh, there's so many benefits to it, the way they've laid this thing out. But if you go to Messenger of Information on the homepage now, I just have a couple little pointers, and my first statement on, on towards the top of the homepage is wise up and rise up. And the, first, the, the first thing I would suggest when people say, what can we do? I've put some, I've put some specific ideas uh, on the website. The first one, in general terms, is to unite. So just what you're talking about. We, you and I see things eye to eye. Since I've known you for about five years, what, 95% of the time? But this thing here, I've never had as many disagreements with you as far as the perspective that I have on it and what my gut feeling is and what yours are. Uh, they've been multiple, and that's very rare for you and us, for you and I. But, of course, we don't let it divide us as friends. And so I think, generally speaking, everyone needs to unite uh, and focus on who the real enemy is here. Okay, um, again, it's it's all divide and conquer, and it's distractions, and and uh, that's what these dark entities use to to control the world. So one is unite, two is be fearless, because obviously the amount of fear that's being generated in the fear factory called Planet Earth here is is humongous at this time. Uh, third is, is to spread love. Uh, how what whatever that means, you know. I mean, it could be feeding a squirrel. It could be helping an, an old lady across the street. It could be smiling at someone. It could, you know. The other day, I was riding my bike, and uh, there was an attractive young woman that was uh, walking, and I passed her, and uh, I turned around, and I made it the point to stop and say, I just want to let you know, I'm not hitting up on you. But I just want you to know you're very pretty. And I, I didn't know what kind of reaction I was going to get from her. And she said, thank you. Have a nice day. And I said, you too. And I went on my way. It's just an act of kindness. You know, and hopefully that uplifted her day. And, and the then, fourth thing and is then, to, to, and, and hold on. And then you got to tell the whole story. Then the police showed up at your door <laughs> and you got arrested for harassment. 
I was tasered six times by uh, 12 different cops. Yes. But uh, anyway, uh, the last thing would be to spread truth as, as much tr- more truthful information as you and I always reference. So those are some general things. And if people want to go uh, to Messenger of Information uh, on page two, the whole page is dedicated to other ideas that people can do. Uh, real quick, I used to work in a, a, a Halloween uh, shop. And the reason that I give some specific ideas that may be helpful is because I learned a lesson way back then, 30 years ago. People would walk in. They wouldn't know what they wanted to be, what character they wanted to be, what costume they wanted to have for Halloween. So our company had put together literally a a packet with hundreds of suggestions for what they could be. For Halloween, and of course, we had all the accessories and everything for each of those costumes. And you give that to people, and people still couldn't decide what they wanted to be. So to just say, "Well, you got to do what's right," a lot of people can't even take it with upon their own volition to say, "Gee, what what could I do?" You know, they almost need to be instructed on what to do. So I do have some other suggestions on the website for people that might be interested. That's messengerof.info. Thank you for sharing that with us, Jack, because that's a very important element of any conversation, of any topic, are solutions. And much like David Icke has popularized the, the idea of problem-reaction-solution or no-problem-reaction-solution, the solutions being presented to stop COVID-19, whether it exists, doesn't exist, whatever you believe, are the things that affect us directly and will probably affect us indefinitely yeah. for decades or perhaps forever as far as the United States of America stands as any kind of resemblance of a republic. So it shouldn't be about listening to like just a brief interaction with David Icke last night. And it's like, well, I, I take David's side. I take Ryan's. I take Jack's side. I take Clyde's side. I take, you know, Alex's side. It's not about taking sides and unification doesn't mean from my point of view, what a lot of the new age bourgeois crowd does and when you call them out on an inconsistency or you ask them a hard question, they just say, love and light, man, love and light, just come together. That's fine. But if you're lying or defrauding people or you're intentionally not being direct and not being honest, then you are not coming from a place of love and light. You're coming from a place of internalized personal agenda and a place, as far as I'm concerned, of darkness. Real love and light means true unification in the sense that we might not agree, but at least we can have a conversation about why we don't agree. Right. And in order to do that, we have to be able to have a, a, a you know more than a talking point, more than a sound bite. And that's why I know you, Jack, probably more than I do nowadays, I mean, in terms of watching videos, but I I do a lot more reading than watching things. 
you, you've got to visit all sources. I mean, I watched the yeah. Kaufman interviews. I just disagree with the guy. I've watched everyone from Kaufman to Alex Jones, and I've listened to what you've said. And that's what we need to do a lot. I yeah. think I think most listeners already understand that, but I, I think that's really important to clarify. That you don't have to take sides, and unification doesn't mean you know moving out of the the way of inconsistencies and hard questions. It means being open to all that. And it's just about respect. Uh, yes, I can respect. tell you this though: we be, we better come together. Uh, as a race here, because this is serious business. There's no question in my mind. This is very serious. And people, so many people are not taking that to heart. They're not taking that into account. And one of the things I think that's unfortunate is that when you, when someone has studied the, the amount of information that say you or I have studied and many other people have studied, you have a foundation of knowledge. And from that foundation of knowledge, it's much easier to connect the dots um, but the problem with so many people that are jumping on board now is they don't have the depth of knowledge that's required. And so it's very difficult for them to discern truth, more difficult for them to discern truth and or connect the dots than it may be for you, for you or, or for me. But, uh, I can just tell you this, Ryan, I don't, I, from the start of this, I do not trust any statistics. I do not trust any reports coming around, coming out from other parts of the world. I don't care what they say happened in China. I, there's no way to prove what, what they did or did not do. So I take all of that stuff out of the equation and I try and simplify it. And I think this is really important because we got to get that back to the root of the problem here. So with that mindset that I have, what I look at is as far as this, what I call the phantom virus, whether it's real, whether it does not exist, whether it does exist, whether it's organic, whether it's man-made, whether it's a bioweapon, whether it was leaked, whether it was intentionally released, there are two conclusions that I've come to that I think are, are probably undebatable. Okay, The first is it is not – there's just no evidence that I can see that it is as dangerous as the government, media, and health organizations are portraying and would have us to believe. The, f the fear and the ridiculous precautions are not justified, and there really is no evidence to prove that this is any more deadly than any other flu-type virus. So that's my first conclusion. Secondly, there's no little or no doubt in my mind at least that this is a psychological operation, a PSYOP. And let's get real basic here in case we have some, some people that are new to uh, this type of information. If you've never heard of the uh, term PSYOP, it means it's short. It's an acronym for psychological operations. What that is is when typically governments, the military, or intelligence agencies – uh, conduct operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. As we have referenced before, William Casey, the director of the CIA from 1981 to 1987, had one famous quote in particular, and that quote is, 
will know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. And that is the new that is the new form of censorship is by dumping so much information that you could spend your entire life researching something and never really figure out what is more accurate or what is less accurate. That is the way that one psychological warfare works, but the psychological warfare generally speaking, in relation to what you said, is about breaking down the person, the individual's morale so that they give up and they say, I'm not going to be a part of this. I can't do it. It's too confusing. There's too much. I'm just going to divorce myself from it. And that's, I, I think, that's the point I, that I'm kind of at, Jack. We're, we're out of yeah, time. Yeah. We're, out, we're okay. out of time, but, but very quick 30 seconds, if that. Uh, I was I was just going to say, um, oh, and I lost my train of thought, but uh, I think this is going to come down to two things. Will people peacefully non-comply with stay-at-home orders, and will they just go ahead and open their businesses regardless of any orders? And I also think it's going to hinge on the police and military and whether or not they're going to enforce these bogus stay-at-home orders. A lot of states are already seeing massive protests, and some sheriffs are saying they're not going to support it. And you also see, it looks like we just lost Jack there, uh, it looks like um, a lot of uh, states are already not only protesting, but sheriffs are not supporting that. I actually just saw a local uh, business that uh, they open their doors here locally in, in New York State, even though they're supposed to be closed. So... Everything Jack just said, it's important to recognize, in my view, that the solutions being proposed to what's happening are the real concern. And we can have a discussion about all the other stuff, but that's not what is as important right now. We are our own saviors. We can't stop every virus, every bacterial infection. It's ludicrous to suggest that. We can't do that. But what we can do is rather than looking at life as hopeless and pointless and atheistic and looking for the technological elixir to save us, acknowledge the animating spirit and do something with our time. Do something constructive. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. If you go there today and donate $35, you'll get a one-year subscription to our massive archive to download and stream every broadcast after it airs. You'll also get a free copy of one of my books. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Again, I'm Ryan Gable, and don't forget, next Monday, The Secret Teachings moves back an hour, but you'll also get another episode of The Secret Teachings right after that. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific, right here on The Fringe FM. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. 
Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com.